Hello! Welcome to the new Dakota Boys Talk Movies! <laughs> I don't know who that was supposed to be an impersonation of. That was just me being oh. musical. Oh. Today we are having a musical episode. And it's all going to be in the form of an operetta. <laughs> okay then, well. No, it's not. Because that would be annoying. I already hate me right now, so I know you people really hate me right now. The only thing I learned from Les Miserables is that it's very difficult to sing while you're trying to talk. So I I'm learned not that even before that. Uh, Phantom of the Opera? I actually skipped that one. Yeah. Uh, it has With Gerard mo- Butler? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I skipped that one, man. Yeah. Joel Schumacher <laughs> didn't know what he was doing is my theory on that movie. But, yeah, sing-talking. Hmm. I have mixed feelings about that. But we are going to do a musical episode today, in a sense. We are going to talk about songs we think are way overused in movies. Now, I want to buffer this a little bit. It doesn't mean necessarily we think these should be just cast out from ever being used in a movie again. But in our opinions, they're songs that are so, like, the first few times it was clever, but now they're just, like, overused and people just need to back off <laughs> with how they use them. And so, in our usual Dakota Boys fashion, we, of course, narrowed it down to our um, very original three. Number three. That's right. Three's <laughs> a lucky. We could have made it five. We just chose not to. Well, we could have made it three and a half and been like, I like half that song, but not the other half. Or something weird like that. I don't know. I can think of a few songs that are like that. So, these are songs that basically just irk us, where it's at a point where, like, maybe they could be used in a movie again, but um, just like sometimes in a dating relationship, you just need a break. <laughs> I don't know. I never really dated. Just one of those guys who, I put a ring on it. I'm just getting really creepy in here now. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, I would like to apologize to anyone I've ever heard. I will send out an official Twitter apology later and act like I mean it. That's what, that's what a lot of people do now. Oh. They they say everything they actually mean, and then they just go apologize later like they mean that. Oh. <laughs> so we'll do that. But here we go. So I, we're gonna I go usually over... pay the town crier a few pennies and <laughs> have him take care of it. Can do that, too. But uh, we're going to get right into it here. And so I'm going to go ahead and start one that I think is an outstanding song. Do not get me wrong. Outstanding. I listen. I have listened to it just uh, just on its own driving or anything like that. But it's one that I feel like when it gets used in movies, it's kind of lost a little bit of its... Oomph. And what it can do because it gets used so much. But it's Beethoven's Fifth, which, if you're unfamiliar with that, has the famous chords. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Sorry, I suck at it, I know. And it's one of those things where it seems to get used when it's like leading into a moment of doom or something like that. I don't know. Seems like it. One thing that springs to mind is it's used like kind of to show off like a big house like a big fancy mansion uh yeah maybe it's kind of yeah it's always used in like kind of a foreboding type way but it it gets to be like a point where it's like 
in a certain kind of mute movie because I've, well there's some movies that just wouldn't use this song but it's like it's that moment and it's like oh here comes the dun, 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 or like some version of it because sometimes they use these songs without using these songs it's probably like a licensing thing yeah where to like almost be that song but not quite you know what i mean they do it all the time <laughs> <laughs> they do it with like jaws and some of those others where it almost sounds like it but not quite and so that's kind of what happens with Beethoven's Fifth, but it's a song. It's like I said, it's a good song. Don't get me wrong; that is a great movement, and I've had some great movements myself. It's getting, it's getting. I'm sorry. I just keep going disturbing. I I need to get help. I guess <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, Beethoven's Fifth, just one where uh, just stop, just stop for a while. Maybe they are. I don't know, but they they should. But Dakota, what do you got? What's one do you got? Actually, I kind of switched up my list a little bit. How dare you? I know. How dare I, you? I, it's actually what almost. What is the point of our of our pre production meetings <laughs> if you're just going to switch it up when we're doing it? <laughs> I, li- I like that's what we do. We improvise. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Okay. But no, one. Uh, I was pretty secure in what I had originally. I wrote down. Uh, Walking on Sunshine. Originally, that was what I was going to go with. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, why'd you have to go there, man? Now I'm putting my foot down. Steven, rein it in. All right, rein it in. Okay, but anyway, kind of redid the list a little bit here. I'm actually going to throw Sabotage by the Beastie Boys in here. Okay. I know I know. people are going to... People are going to be upset at me. I love this song, but it was recently in Star Trek Beyond. In the first Star Trek, right? Didn't they use it in like a couple of the yeah. Star Treks? Yeah. But it was great in that scene where it was used. It was so great, I feel like it should just be put away. Just like, just like, let's like put it away for 10 years, think about it, and then see. Has it been used in a lot of other movies? Um. Yes, yes, it has. Mostly the intro has it. I don't know if you... Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually has. And, I, I mean, remember. like I said, it's a great song, but it's just I feel like it's overused. I know. I think there's like a slowed down version of that intro, too, because I, I distinctly remember hearing it in a Michael Bay movie one time. <laughs> but let's just put it away for a while, see how we feel about it. When something is used so well. Yeah, I feel like... It's, I got another, I got another, my number two is also going to relate to this, but there comes a scene in a movie where a song is just used too perfectly. (laughs) Just, you're not going to be able to top it. So let's just put it away for a while and we'll talk about it later. That's how I feel. If you want to use it, come talk to me. We'll talk about it. If you have a good reason, we'll think about it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that would be kind of funny. (laughs) All right, what's your if, number? If only. <laughs> uh, my number two is Born to be Wild. Now, maybe this doesn't get used quite as often now, but it was way overused for so long. It was every time there was, like, um, some kid was going to do something bad. It was like, 
Born to be wild. <laughs> like they had to throw it in whenever his kid was about to do something naughty, and maybe he would do like the Kevin McAllister eyebrows at the camera or something. But it, or it would be like, I don't know. There was a whole string of animal movies was used in those, and it just got to be like old hat. Like Problem Child really comes to mind when he. When yeah, he hijacks the car and yeah, like it would. The, okay, so like if you're familiar with like ride. Problem Child, it was using that too. Where it was just like, uh, it's like you would have been better off just having your um, composer of your movie just think of something, you know? Yeah, and just give it your own originality because it's like, just why? Why Born to Be Wild again? Wasn't wasn't that song made famous by Joyrider or Easy Rider? Yes, Easy Rider. Is that the movie? Yeah, I feel like that's the song that... And see, it worked there. Because if you think about how the song flows and then even the words of the song, it fits a movie like Easy Rider. But then you just illegitimize it by just throwing it into every like goofy scene in your... you know. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was used in like... This movie had like a kind of a spoof of Easy Rider. Easy Rider 2? No. Was there an Easy Rider 2? There two? was an Easy Rider 2 made in the early 2000s. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a lawyer, like literally a lawyer, like bought the rights to Easy Rider, wrote a screenplay, and starred in it. Apparently, we need to add that to the list of sequels we didn't know was out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I ran across it, read about it, like, wow, that sounds like a train wreck. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, okay. But yeah, Born to be Wild. I mean, again, it's like an okay song, but I think part of the reason like I hate it now is because of movies, you know? Yeah. Like movies just like make you hate these songs. Kind of like Walking on Sunshine or something or maybe another one you're going to bring up here, which what is another one you're going to bring up here? All right, my number 2 is going to be Ode to Joy. Again, movie that was used very well in it was used really well in die hard die hard die hard it was used very well and it kind of it's odd because people try importing it into action movies ever since then i know john woo tried to do it in face off uh, (laughs) face off that's right yeah (laughs) and it's like you guys are just like taking little snippets out of this great movie that used it extremely well yeah, and yeah. Just... It was, it was, it was. Yes, it was a context thing where it fit by not fitting, but it was lightning in a bottle. Yes, you know. And all you're doing is just trying to trying to rip off of. I'm sorry, John Woo, but you're trying to rip off a superior movie <laughs> in your own, and well, I'm calling you out on it, man. Stop it. I mean, that was even the thing with. Uh, uh, Die Hard. Die Hard really ripped off itself because if you remember the trailer for the newest one with Jai Courtney, they used Ode to Joy in the uh Yeah, it was in the trailer. In the trailer. Too. It just like the way they did the trailer, it felt like I don't know, it felt like that wasn't even a real Die Hard movie, just in the way they did it like that, you know? Yeah. And it was just like that was an example of like lightning in a bottle, you can't capture it again, you know? And yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and so yeah, it just ended up showing up in a lot of other movies. And they tried to do the out of place thing and mm. 
It w- but that was the thing. It wasn't out of place in Die Hard. You just thought it was, and you just, yeah. No, not good. So, what about you, sir? This is a quick episode. We're already to our number ones here. My number one is maybe a little controversial because a lot of people love this song, karaoke and all that jazz. But it just keeps popping up and it just needs to stop for a while. And it just, it's still happening. It's This is one where it's like, it's still happening all the time. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. I want to believe that this song doesn't exist anymore (laughs) because it always if it's not in your movie you just randomly flop it into your credit sequence at the end you know and it's just like just stop and it could be anything from your movie being about some ethereal form of believing and so you're like oh well this movie's kind of about believing so we'll just throw don't stop believing you know or something or to something as you know, silly as, I don't know, just some out of nowhere, they start singing it or something. I think Family Guy did that, didn't they? Yeah. They randomly just broke that. Well, they did that a lot with a lot of songs. Well, I think the, the Sopranos, the very ending of the Sopranos had That's it. right. And then the and, Sopranos had their ending with it. And I don't even know what to say about that, so we're just <laughs> we're not even going to try. But I think that's what kind of brought it into the forefront again, the song. Um, Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it kind of brought it, it because a lot of people watch that finale, and it yeah, it was a catchy tune, and you know, downloads on iTunes surged like ten thousand percent the day after. Yeah, and like I said, a lot of you are probably like, "What? I love that song. That's fine, but stop just flopping into movies all over the place." I know one uh, one film where I think it was used a little too much was The Losers because it's. Oh, the I it's used, I didn't remember what that movie was. It's used in the middle of the film and then at the very end. And even when it was initially used in the movie, it's played out. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's played out. Well, and it's, then it's played. It's a played out song. And then it's they bring it back for the end. And you're like, "What are you guys doing? They, what, yep. what is this crap?" <laughs> Losers is an interesting movie. You guys, if you don't know. Remember that movie well enough? You should look at the cast of that movie and look at how many people in it. That was a comic book movie. Yeah. And how many people in that movie have been in other comic book movies now? Yeah, just that's out of the crazy. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Chris Evans, Zoe Saldana, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, and they're just, those are like just some of the top four names. I know there's others in that movie. It's crazy who have all gone on to be another, well, first off, gain more popularity but then also just be in their own uh other comic movies it's kind of funny but it's a little off topic but yeah yeah Jeff, yeah. especially jeffrey dean morgan uh obviously he was negan on the walking dead and and in Watchmen. yeah, yeah. and he was he was batman's dad and he was uh he's now uh i'm blanking on bruce's dad's name Thomas. Thomas Thomas Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, he's Thomas Wayne now. Maybe he will be. Well, actually, both of the new Wayne parents are on Walking Dead. Yeah. Maggie, too. But, yeah, so don't stop believing. Stop playing. Dakota, what's your 
What's your... You know, my original number one... <laughs> what is with you? And like, <laughs> I was going to do this, but you know what? Screw you all. <laughs> it, it was Ode to Joy, but that got moved to number two. And then Fortunate Son got kicked off the list. Uh, only because something uh, kind of popped into my head while we were getting ready to shoot this thing. But uh, Fortunate Son, another good song. Yes. Gets flopped into movies too much. Yes. Two movies this year. Two movies. Suicide Squad and War Dogs featured it. And, and that one was in a in a Die Hard movie too, featured in a Die Hard movie. Yeah. Live free or Die Hard. Yeah. So Fortunate Son, you're on the list. You're just farther down. Your yeah. days are so, numbered. <laughs> you were gonna be unfortunate pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you what did you change to that? I uh I decided to use Sweet Home Alabama. Only because I am sick and tired uh, of going stop it. to a movie. And if it's in a country, like someone's driving in a country or whatever, that song has to kick up. I feel like, and I feel like this movie was on the chopping block, and then that idiot uh, Kid Rock had to make like a, I don't know, a weird... Yeah, he, version he, of it. He with stole different, the beat essentially. He stole yeah. the beat and a little bit of the tune, and you, uh, and yeah, it just so it felt he like brought it, it back. It felt like he kind of made a little forefront again when he did that in like what two thousand seven or yeah. whenever he did that. But oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot we brought this one up because I told Dakota it just feel, feels like every time there's like some sort of scene where it's like they're driving through the through the south or they're flying in or whatever and it's like they don't know what to put in that spot and again it's like oh uh, uh mr composer of this movie uh don't don't write original stuff just uh just throw in some uh you know um just basically a disc jockey <laughs> you know and they throw in like sweet home alabama <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like ugh. There again are- Here's here's the thing, you know, I I asked sabotage to be taken out of consider- <laughs> consideration because it was done too perfectly in the scene. <laughs> With Sweet Home Alabama, it's been done to death, and the only two times it has ever been used successfully were Con in the, Air. Mo- in the movie Sweet Home Alabama. No, <laughs> that that's one of the negative terrible movie, <laughs> but it was used perfectly in Con Air. In a great scene. So you went from one Nicolas Cage movie using a song terribly <laughs> to an arguably one of the worst <laughs> Nicolas Cage movies using a song correctly. Yeah. That's, my that's how life is, man. exploded, went back into my body, and then I regurgitated it, ate it again, and then pooped it out. Wow. That's, that, that's how just mind-blowing that was. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> do you... And then the only one I could think of where it was actually kind of used in a mocking way was in 8 Mile, where there's a character who's blasting it and singing it, and then Eminem kind of uses it and comes up with his own rhymes. If you haven't seen it, why haven't you? Get on YouTube, watch it. It's actually pretty funny. But, yeah, that's essentially my list of songs that (laughs) need to be... Just banned from movies. And I think you can tell there's a few more we're a little more passionate about. Sweet Home Alabama, Don't Stop Believing are definitely, I think, two that are like, just just stay on radio stations or, or whatever, wherever you feel like you need to be. But I was going to say stay on the oldies station, but then that just makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. 
there's like barely even an oldie stations anymore. It feels like, but but this is this is the thing I want you to think about is it just feels like especially in like comedies or comedy esque movies like kind of you know like the romantic comedies that are in the romantic field or screwball-y type things why do you even hire a person to do your music (laughs) it just feels like a lot of times those movies it's like it's like it just feels like you might as well just just uh put a playlist together and just be like and now we'll be flipping over to this track from 1982 you know and it's just like you know what i mean some movies it feels like why did why did you even worry about the three minutes of actual original soundtrack that's in this movie when the rest of the movie's really just I mean, I'm just thinking somebody got paid a lot of money to do the music for that movie and they basically just put together a playlist that fit those scenes. Yeah, or you have movies like <laughs> Twilight where they hire these kind of sappy bands to put together sappy music. For... Well, and they use classical music or something uh... too, but yeah, but I'm you know, and it's and maybe it's just something. Maybe it's just a thing where, um, you know, I just appreciate the James Newton Howards and the John Williams that really put together full scores yeah. for movies. And if the scene calls for it, they throw in that little bit. But it's like a little bit. It's not just the whole movie's not just like a playlist. Yeah, you know. Well, there you could say. You know, people could probably justify, oh, well, you know, in action movies, you need, like, you need, like, a certain song to amp you up. Yeah, or, yeah. They're but, shooting machine guns. You need, you need a rock song. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there are a ton of great action movies that did their own uh, come to mind. Or is Predator. Yeah. Predator had a really good. Really... You know, let's see who did that uh, J- uh Jerry Golds. Ooh, was it? Boy, I don't know. I'm kind of curious now. Keep talking. I'm going to look that one up. Anyway, RoboCop. RoboCop was another good one. Um, all of a sudden, I'm drawing blanks, people. Help me out here. Uh, let's see. Another probably great one. Even horror movies. Um, well, John Carpenter does a lot of his own music. Like It's like synthesizer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. But like Wes Craven. You know, he's... Yeah. Uh, probably Alan Silvestri. He's who did Predator. Oh, okay. another good composer. If you're not familiar with him, you like his music because everybody likes Back to the Future. Yeah, even uh, even a movie that was bare bones, budgeted like Conan the Barbarian, had like a really good score. I felt. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There was a time because if you if you think about the movies you're saying, you're talking about the '80s. And and I don't know if it was the influence of you know because John Williams really brought back the score with Star Wars in 1977, and it just kind of makes you wonder if it caused other movies to be like, oh, you know, let's 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 relook at this original score type stuff, you know, and and so maybe that's what kind of rebirthed Hmm. a little bit that trend, you know, because if you look at okay, Predator, RoboCop, these are all 80s movies that would have been. You know, coming after, you know, Star Wars and Indiana Jones. I suppose I could throw a new one in there for you. You're not going to like it, though. What's that? Mad Max Fury Road. They used a lot of opera music, though, by Verdi, didn't it? Oh, man. It was such a weird mix. But <laughs> yeah, the guy with that friggin' oh, giant guitar just oh, I see. I see what you hamming, mean. Her, hamming, her, hamming out these. Hamming out, hamming out, hamming out. 
hammering out these tunes. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, though. That's true. I didn't think of, you know, yeah, and that's it. But so I think what it's just that a lot of movies now already can be lazy about music, and I think we forget the power and influence that uh, a score of a movie can have. And I think we're missing that a lot. You know, I just, I just saw an interesting, uh, uh, look at the Marvel movies and how very, very few of the Marvel cinematic universes really have memorable scores. You know, you don't really, you like, what was the theme? We just saw Dr. Strange. (laughs) What was the theme for Dr. Strange? You know what? I don't even remember any music. Ex- in exactly. Stuff. Exactly. And that's the thing where his contention was he would show a scene. He'd be like, okay, here's the music. He goes, now now imagine they put in this type of music. And he'd play like a, 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 a different style there. And you'd realize how it would change the scene just by he putting in this. And so I think uh, – it's a powerful weapon, and that's why I say, well, like, when I say, like, songs can be used well in movies, but I don't think we can, uh, we shouldn't underplay the the power of original scores, where you allow a composer with the director telling him the vision to put together a powerful score. Because you're talking about movies that are, like, just campy cheese fests here. I mean, Dakota was just saying movies like RoboCop, Predator. But they had people like Alan Silvestri do scores and things like that to bring in the music that just enhanced the movie and things like that. Or think about Indiana Jones. How much cooler was Indiana Jones? I mean, again, can't be serial that George Lucas Steven Spielberg worked to make cool. And say so I can think of another and Spielberg. And think about how much better it was with... And say so I think of another Spielberg that definitely... Uh, Spielberg movie that benefited from good music. Jaws. Yeah, Jaws wouldn't really be just, anything. Well, they couldn't get the they couldn't get the shark to work right. Yeah, and so it ended up relying very heavily on the score to be the shark. And so, yeah, you just think about the power there. Uh, the the Marion Crane murder scene in Psycho. Yeah. Um, there was a time when Hitchcock wasn't going to have music there. Ooh, there was been... there wasn't going to be anything there, and then Bernard Herrmann came up with the shrieking. Uh, violins. Wow. And it caused you to think you were seeing what wasn't even really there. The way he filmed it, w- mixed with the unsettling sound of those strings instruments, makes you think that you're seeing every bloody puncture of Marion Crane when really he shows you not much. He shows you a swinging arm hmm. and her reacting. But it causes you to fill in those blanks. And so I really think uh, we should criticize movies that don't give us so much original score or don't use it correctly because they could be giving us a better movie experience if they worked harder on that and we forget the power it can have because we haven't we've been kind of numbed to this kind of formula maic it's a word i never know how to say right i think that's how you say it yes formula maic train that we're on now of just kind of a lot of automaton robotic movies are coming out where uh where it wouldn't it wouldn't take a very much of a change because there's a lot of talented musicians out there it wouldn't take much of a change to really just re-enhance the game 
you know, just change the game again. So, but anyway, that's our, that's our music rant. And we kind of ranted there for a while. And, and so I think part of the reason is, you know how you could get rid of overuse of some of these songs and movies? Uh, let composers compose. Yeah. And we'll keep our composure. <laughs> uh, but I think with that, we'll just bring this episode to a close. Um, as you can tell, I, I mean, we both have some very passionate feelings about music and movies and things like that. Just because, uh, uh, we like we like movies, obviously, and just know that that's something that can bring it to a whole new level, and has, and you know, it has in movies, and it still does at times, just not as often as it could. Um, but yeah, so you can always find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we hope you do like us on those things and follow us. That's where we put a lot of our updates and things like that. Uh, something cool that happened on. That happened the other week was uh, we did our our versus movie pitches episode, which ah uh, yes, our... which I've been thinking of some new versus ideas. So I think we're gonna do no, eventually. You know, it's too soon, too soon. But eventually, we'll do another one of those because that was a lot of fun, and uh, we got some response too of people liking that, and that, and that's cool. And so maybe we can even do something more of that. But something cool that happened was someone who listened to the show made a uh a better movie poster than i made i'll tell you that for dakota's movie ash versus evil and so right now in this episode i will be putting in the picture putting in the movie poster where you can look at it or maybe i'll put it over my face that way you can still see dakota since it was his movie pitch uh but i'll put that up here because he deserves props and does he want to be named we don't know if we give him can give throw his name out there. We never asked him that part. What we'll do? I is, don't know. Because what we'll do also is we'll put it in this episode, but also just give him more credit for being awesome and doing that. Is we'll put it on our Facebook page too, and so maybe if he gives us from you know a lot, we'll lets us put his name there because he should get credit. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and it's been in this. I mean, now you know because later I'll put it in this episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool and it's cool that somebody did that and, and, uh, and really showed me up <laughs> with his movie poster making skills. But, uh, yeah, the amazing thing is he only worked a couple hours on it. He said, I worked 10 whole minutes on mine. So <laughs> he said something along the lines of he, <laughs> if he had all day, it would have looked better. But I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. So if just, I had all day, it probably would still look the same. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's interesting. I mean, we got. I was telling Stephen this earlier. We got, we got a we got a synopsis. We got a movie poster. We just need to travel to Hollywood and pitch this. I just gotta pitch it, man. You know, Bruce will be on board. Yeah, and maybe we can get, even get Ramy in there to produce. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Then you could have Ghost House Pictures produce, and you'd have a whole production company there. Yeah, it wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't be a, a level event like. <laughs> Uh, you know, when uh, some, extinction level event or not something, it wouldn't be an event like you know when uh, trying to think of two movie franchises that came together and kind of that really blew everybody away. Yeah, I don't know. Cause Alien versus Predator, Avengers, I guess. Well, yeah, okay, Avengers. Yeah, because be about the closest Batman versus Superman. Yeah, well, those that was owned by two studio. That one was owned by the same studio. That's true. I think, as far as I know, I think New Spider Man maybe coming into there you go the Marvel where that was a big deal. There you go. But uh, 
as far as I know, New Line Cinema, I think, owns Freddie and Jason. No idea who owns uh, Michael Myers or Chucky. Is Chucky Universal? Maybe he is. Which would be cool. They should make him a Universal monster. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Within that, in that all, like the, it's the Invisible Man, uh, the Wolfman, and Chucky, <laughs> the Mummy. Chucky would be the only one I'd be excited for, really. <laughs> no, I think Chucky is uh, is Universal. I think so. Ooh, they like to play hardball though. So, you want to play hardball? I'm game. Apparently, if appara- you tell me that movie, I'll give you something. You want to play hardball? I'm game. <laughs> it's a random one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no cheating. I don't know how I can prevent you from cheating, but come on. It's... Cheating is lame. <laughs> but, yeah. So, movie poster. It was. It's, it's great. I'm so excited you guys get to see it now. And, like I said, we'll give him credit if he's okay with that. Um, he, right? Yes, it's a he. It's I, a think, he. I think. I think. <laughs> As far as we know. I haven't checked under the hood, guys, so I can't <laughs> verify anything. Well, how did you do that? Did you, did you lift up the dinosaur skirts? <laughs> oh, Jeff Goldblum. Whoa, you and your obscure movie references. On a Jeff Goldblum code, that's when you always know. You got to wrap it. You're never going to top it. <laughs> so um, thanks for listening. Um, demand original music and movies will be all the better for it. And uh, thanks for listening. Hope you do subscribe, and uh, yeah, any suggestions or anything like that, that's awesome, and feedback, always appreciate it, and it's really cool when we get stuff like, like this, that's awesome, so we'll catch you later. Bye.